Hello and welcome to Impactful, the show where I speak to one of my friends about what has impacted them most in their life. This could be a book that changed their perspective, a tool that made their life better, just a small thing that brings them joy. Hopefully you'll come away from this conversation feeling inspired or with new things to explore. In this episode, we have Arvid Carl, who is genuinely one of the nicest people I know. You might know him from selling his company, Feedback Panda, off of writing for his blog and podcast, The Bootstrap Founder. Arvid is super thoughtful and has been developing those thoughts in his book, Zero to Sold and the Embedded Entrepreneur. Thank you to Illo for sponsoring this episode of Impactful. Illo is a Twitter analytics tool that gives you the metrics that actually help you understand your tweet performance and grow your audience. With one glance, Illo helps you see which kinds of tweets get most impressions, likes, profile pics, and more so you can grow your Twitter audience. Head to illo.so and use the code IMPACT to get 25% off your Illo subscription for life. Arvid, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm super happy to be here. And Illo is actually a really good tool. <laughs> Just going to say that. Like, that's a, that's a good sponsor you found for the show. I really, really like what they're doing. Well, that's a double sponsor. And I appreciate your endorsement. <laughs> well, you know, so, Twitter uh, user, you got to use these things. And it's really nice. So, Arvid, let's talk about your first thing that's impacted you, which is learning that failing is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've, I've done a lot of experimentation in my life and I'm glad I'm doing more of that because at some point early in my life, I was quite afraid of failing. And I understood just a couple of years ago that trial and error is needed to grow as a person. And errors are part of trial and error, right? It's not just trial and success. And to understand that errors are a part of this and therefore to learn and grow, you have to make mistakes makes it so much easier to reframe failure into a growth mindset. And I still have doubts and I still have second thoughts in my life, but I still do things and I do them anyway because of it. And experimentation is just at the forefront of this. And what really helps me with this is trying to get learnings from my experiments and just turn them into notes and reflect on those notes and then write about it. And that's why I use Notion and just like regular markdown files to write down anything that comes to my mind. I even have pen and paper always next to me, either on my desk or in the car or wherever I am. Because when something comes, some reflection happens, then I know that I'm growing. And even if it's a reflection on failure, this didn't work, I still write it down because there's value in failure. And reframing this makes anything that I do a potential success. And therefore, I'm not disappointed if it doesn't work out because I'm always learning. And that's that's why learning to that failing is fine is one of the biggest things that really changed my life because I'm not afraid anymore. And I know that if I fail, yay, learn something. 100%. And I learned that lesson from reading The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. After mm-hmm. I read that and there was a chapter on failure and the, the worst outcome of failure is that you learn something or that you can move forward from it. So reframing failure is a fantastic way to impact your life. Let's move on to the next one, Arvid, which is learning to be financially literate. Yeah, I was raised in Germany. And for some reason, German the German education system does not really teach you much in terms of individual financial literacy. You get economics classes about like the bigger, grander scale of things, but they don't really teach you what saving is or what investing is or what compound interest is. I I was never taught that by school. And also my parents didn't teach me because they also had no idea. They were working class people. They were shying away from financial instruments because people had been burned, like going to their local tiny bank and giving them money and that was invested into the wrong fund and then it was lost. So 
nobody ever really talked to me about this and told me about this. And it wasn't until I was in my 30s reading Tony Robbins' Money Master the Game. Like that book just made a difference in introducing me to the concepts. I know that Tony is still selling stuff through those books, so obviously it's not the <laughs> the most um, objective guide, but just being exposed to the concepts in a, a form that is also empowering and supportive, and that's most of Tony Robbins' work in, in many ways, that just flipped that switch, and that turned me into somebody who researched financial independence, financial literacy, the the FIRE movement, the idea that early retirement is an option, that you don't have to work for six, until you're 60 and then live your life. All of that stuff and how to get there was a strong, strong revelation to me because you make decisions differently if you know where this financial decision might lead you 20, 30 years down the road. If you understand compound interest and making money work for you instead of just working for money. It's absolutely something that needs to be added to curriculums around the world yeah. to, to be able to learn that because I am really bad with money, Arvid. I'm really bad with buying things and not living within my means. And it's taken me uh, a lot of reading and educating myself to try and get better at it. And I just wish that that had been ingrained into me uh, like a base level while I was and let's go into your third one which I absolutely love and this has impacted my life a lot <laughs> so tell me how learning how to cook has changed your life Arvid <laughs> well I always like to eat that's that's not a secret in my life and I've, I've never like a, a, a picky eater or anything I, I just en enjoy lots of things and I at some point I, I figured out that if I want to be able to eat as many different interesting things as possible well I'll need to be able to prepare them and in some sense, now in retrospect, after going through my whole entrepreneurial career, I understand that my desire to be able to cook and to learn how to cook is very much a, an expression of my desire to be independent and self-determined. It's like there is a reason why there's so many people who sell and exit their businesses then buy a farm in the middle of nowhere and do woodworking. Like I've seen this three or four times and just in the, in the indie hacker entrepreneurial space, just a couple of, of big names out there too. People want to live a self-sustained and a self-controlled life. They want to have wealth that they built themselves and keep, and that sustains their life without any outside independence. And that is a, is a, is a big driver in, in most entrepreneurs the lives obviously and learning how to cook is a non-entrepreneurial facet of that to me I, I learned through youtube really youtube taught me everything and a couple cookbooks here and there and a lot of experimentation which kind of harks back to to what i first said with the being happy to fail cooking you can fail quite easily try baking that's just chemistry like you do some tiny bit wrong everything's ruined but at some point you'll get it more right not perfectly fine but you you get it right there and then over time you develop through this experimentation a, a really solid skill in preparing this meal same goes for almost any other activity and for me that is making risotto for example i've made like dozens, hundreds of different kinds of risotto. And now nobody else in the family makes risotto because they know I just do it best. And that is a <laughs> skill. Like obviously like being the person in the family to do a thing, just project that into the, the, the marketplace out there, be the person that is the best person at that thing. And then your work is valuable. So it's a kind of life lesson really to be so self-determined and independent that you're good at something more than anybody else what's your favorite cookbook out of those ones that you were you were looking at 
Funny enough, I uh, inherited one from the 1920s or something from my grandmother, a German cookbook. And the, I, what I love about this it, is that it completely skips all modern technology because there wasn't that technology. There was no like uh, food processors. There, there was no microwave. There was no like, you know, like battery operated potato masher or anything. You had to physically apply force for food to change its shape or form. <laughs> And reading those recipes just really gives you the, the insight into how things happen to turn into the meals we have now and what the point was. So I, I don't really even know the cookbook's name because it just says cookbook. <laughs> you know, in Germany in the 20s, they didn't have that many books. But it, it, I, I really, really enjoy reading super old cookbooks to understand the origin of the meals and the intentionality of those meals as well. It's super exciting. There is one out there, and I think it's the unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. I really like that because I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And there's all the recipes from all the things they have in the movies, but actual recipes, like mostly British recipes, obviously. And uh, we've been cooking a couple of those, and it's, it's quite enjoyable. You can do a little Harry Potter-themed evening or anything, and you make, like, treacle tarts and some, some yeah, black pudding or whatever. It's it's really enjoyable. So if, if you are um, a Harry Potter fan, I, I recommend that. But most any, any book will do, as long as you act, as long as you do it. Mm -hmm. And the, the final thing that impacts you, I think is a great one to end on. And you, you touched upon this in the previous previous thing. But talk to me about why freedom is so important to you. Everybody defines freedom differently, right? To me, it means being able to do what I want to do whenever I want to do it. And that's something I learned. I've, when I was younger, I thought freedom means just having lots of money and playing games all day. I, over the last couple of days, I've actually tried to play some games because I'm I'm just in a in a state where I, I had a lot of time and I wanted to to play games. I just figured I, I didn't enjoy it anymore. There used to be a time where playing video games was the the height of all activities. Not that case for me anymore. For me right now, it's being able to do my work, which is writing, which is communicating with founders, whenever I want to do it, and not doing my work when I don't want to do it. That is my understanding of freedom, and. To me, it's just really removing all distractions and all interruptions from what my focus is. Having an empty calendar, having a schedule that only I get to fill, nobody else. There's a book out there called Life Profitability by Adi Pienaar. He uh, wrote an amazing book on balancing this, like having a profitable life, but also living a life. And this ties back into financial literacy because it's about what can I do today that will sustain my life so I don't have to work until my 60s to be able to enjoy my life, which at that point is mostly over or at least dominated by other things like physical health problems and stuff like that. So to me, that is what freedom really is, is to enjoy my life right now, right here, do the things that matter to me and have control over my schedule. And that kind of, yeah, it, it does tie in all these other things because it's about determination and, you know, financial choices. And in the end, yeah, doing the experiments I want to do. Well, Arvid, thank you so much for the four things that have impacted your life. I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. And to the recap, you had that learning that failing is fine, financial literacy, learning how to cook, and then finally understanding what your freedom is and then defining that freedom. Thank you for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Impactful. I hope you've come away feeling inspired and with new things to explore. All the recommendations discussed in this episode will be listed and linked in the show notes. Mm -hmm.